hello. Oh man, how you doing? Happy Monday. Welcome to the Eric Lang Show. If you're new, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess be prepared for some tangents. I have nothing planned. Oh, that's not entirely true. I have a couple things planned to talk about on this wonderful Monday uh, in August. I think it might be the last Monday in August, which doesn't really mean anything. But um, as I was getting ready here to do this little speaking engagement, I got a message on my phone from this app that maybe you remember Ashley and I had been talking about this little app called We Croak, as in croak, like, you know, die. And I don't know, I, it's not even that great. It, basically, it messages me multiple times a day with poetic reminders on the fact that I'm going to die. <laughs> and you too, obviously. John McCain included. Poor guy, man. You know, it's crazy to think how, you know, you saw it like, you know, some friends of mine, writers, intelligent people would just say, you couldn't write that story, you know, with the the uh, brain surgery and then being the last vote in, I can't remember what the vote was for, but it was something very political. And, you know, I was, I was um, filming during the Obama election and um, I remember going to John McCain's speech and I was like, you know, it's like at one point you think someone's one thing uh, because they oppose your views because that's the way politics works these days. And then 10 years later, he's like, no, dude, this is wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. Um, but anyway, here's the one that I got today. Let me respectfully remind you life and death are of supreme importance Time swiftly passes by and opportunity is lost. On this night, the days of our life are decreased by one. Each of us should strive to awaken. Awaken, take heed, do not squander your life. And that was written by Evening Gatha. I don't know who that is, but... You know, the uh, the word Buddhism actually just means to be awake. One, one who wakes up. So whatever, this is not a Buddhist podcast, so I apologize to to all of you anti-Buddhists out there. I know there's a few. I know you're out there. Um, fuck, it's been, I have slept. Uh, I, got, I got home, uh, left New York Friday morning, 7.30 flight, a.m., which means I got about three hours of sleep. I slept the entire flight back with Snowball on my lap. The flight attendants were like, we thought you were dead. And I was like, thank you for not checking because that would be awkward for the guy sitting next to me. Oh, my God. I talked to someone actually in New York who said that someone had died on one of his flights and he was in first class and he had an empty seat next to him and they took the dead body <laughs> and put them next to him. So he had to sit there. I don't know how long the flight was, but it was a couple hours at least with a, um, with a dead body next to him. And I, well, my first thought was, did they give you like a voucher or something? <laughs> Is that fucked up? Also played golf on Thursday with one of the executives from United. Um, not really a work thing. I mean, kind of like we had never met. And here, you know, a lot of people find adventures in golf on United. Obviously, they um, uh, air either some of the episodes or all of the episodes, depending on, you know, the length of your flight. And... Um, it was really cool to talk to him about how he said the numbers on the planes are pretty good. Like it gets watched. He said, he said almost as much as their blockbusters. And I was like, watch out, Dwayne Johnson. We're coming for you. Golf is going to take over. That would be cool, right? Um, so anyway, I slept the entire flight. And then I got back home around 11. And it was uh, Colt picked me up from the airport as a, as a true gentleman. And we rode, we got, got back to the house and then Max, the intern, what up, Max, uh, came in and the three of us just worked all day. And I had like, I don't really get headaches that often, but I had a nasty headache. And I think it's because I got on the plane and slept without having coffee, which is, I normally get a coffee no matter what. And I think I learned something very important about life. Even if you're going to go back to sleep, you should drink a coffee, Eric, me. I don't know about you, but I need that coffee to not, um, you know, basically kill people. Um, and I just had a headache. And anyway, we worked all day. I, I had another coffee. Finally, that got rid of the headache. Super interesting stuff, right? Are you just fucking riveted by this story? But here's where I'm getting at. 
basically we uh, two things. One is towards the end of the day, um, Colt left because he had to go obviously uh, live a life and he had a life to live. One life to live, folks. Colt, I support it. Um, but Max and I were hanging back, working on getting the gear ready for our next trip. I mean, that's a doozy, like landing, <coughs> totally tired, and then thinking about, okay, we got to leave on Thursday morning. We got to leave on Thursday morning. We got to have basically three weeks worth of shit organized, planned out. Never mind the personal stuff. Like, that's already enough. Like, what are you going to wear? What are you going to, what do you, you know, don't leave the rain pants behind. Bring the rain gloves. Think about the warm hat. Scotland's obviously chilly. Uh, bring enough golf balls. Who knows how many golf balls you got to bring, all right? I mean, and then and then you got the work stuff, like camera gear, da 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 It changes every trip depending on what we're doing. And anyway, at the end of the day, Max was like, hey, I wanted to show you something. And he showed me this vlog. And I mean, if you guys are into vlogs, it's not even really a vlog, actually. But if you're into watching video shit on YouTube and vlogs and stuff like that, you have to check out this guy, Nigel Sylvester. So he's like a professional uh, BMX guy, and he shoots all of these like eight-minute YouTube videos uh, POV. So he's got this like GoPro mounted to his face or his head, his forehead most likely. And I mean, they're obviously highly produced. You know, he's got a director and a professional editor, not really a crew, but you know, they're going through uh, Paris, London, roller coasters, um, rooms filled with plastic balls, fencing. You know, it's just like, it's so smart the way it's edited. So anyway, that's a long way of saying we're going to try to uh, incorporate some of those tricks to the Scotland videos because I, I was just like moved by them. Like I was like, oh my God, this is really inspiring. <clears throat> I'm going to sit back in my, I have a little director's chair here. It's very old and it's made of wood. So that's what's creaking. Um, so anyway, I'm really excited about that. Go use that technique. I mean, that's for me, that's one of the coolest things. Is like I love golf. I really, really do. And I would love to just travel and play golf. But it's like, it's like I also really love that uh, the element of turning, turning, um, well, not the, the element of just like video as an art form and documentation as an art form. And, and in some ways, you know, bringing the camera, turning the camera on actually creates a new reality. Like Deepak Chopra always says, like, once you observe something, it changes. So like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, it we, you know, like he, I don't know, I actually don't know anything about quantum physics, but he believes that you know, like once you observe it, it's different, right? And so in some ways, I believe that's true with the video camera. I mean, I've seen it be true. Once you turn the camera on, people change and people say, oh, this is being recorded. This is going to be remembered. This is important. And it almost like puts a highlighter on the present moment, whatever you're doing. And in that way, I love that. I love, I love um, you know, adding music and creating an exciting way of looking at whatever just happened so anyway scotland get ready i can't wait um a lot of people are like out there to hang with i gotta release i'm gonna release um in a in a couple days the actual itinerary and we can see how many spots we have available for who's gonna come play golf but definitely we'll be hanging at pubs and bars if you're in the uk and um you know you want to you want to throw a couple back with your boy I don't drink alcohol, but I will gladly watch you get hammered. Like, that is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I also pretty much, I don't drink because I seem drunk all the time. And so that's part of that. So anyway, Friday, Max gives me this incredible reference. Nigel Sylvester, check him out. Watch his series. It's the series is called Go. And I'm telling you, it is just inspiring. I wish the guy played golf, but I'll just copy it. And then, <laughs> then we'll do it. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I mean, Picasso said good artists copy, great artists steal. So whatever that means. Um, so then Friday night, I'm like, wait a minute. It's 930. I'm getting in bed. No shit. I get in bed. I go asleep. I'm asleep by 10. What time do you think I woke up? I woke up. Essentially, I finally got out of bed at 1 p.m. Now, I don't know. Like, I, it's funny because just last week I was like, I respect people who get up early. And I do. I mean, I get up early most of the time. But it just felt so good to just literally sleep for goddamn ever. I mean, tw 10, 10 a.m., 12 hours, uh, 3 hours, 15 hours I was in bed. I probably have bed sores. 
Um, and then, yeah, just rested up. Then I went to bed last night as well. I went to bed at 10. So I was awake for a total of nine hours on Saturday. And then, um, anyway, now we're back. It's Monday. Got to get cracking. Got some work to do. <clears throat> I'm going to, um, I'm going to, at the end of this, I'm not going to talk for that long, but I'll, I'll add the, um, the live podcast that Ashley and I did from the true spec store in New York for the meetup, man. I mean, just to comment on that, like what an amazing night, right? Like 150 fucking people came and I was just like, it, it made me so happy because it seemed like we all were down with the same things. We all were looking at golf the same way. And to me, that was evidence of um, essentially a see a need, fill a need. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you got to just go where the vibrations are. That's a dumb way of saying it. But you know what I mean? You got to just go where the, uh, where the, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I mean, we're just going to continue doing this. You know, we're going to continue having these meetups. I don't know about the live podcast. I think we could have done better, to be honest with you. So if you tune out and you're like, this sucks, I totally get it. Um, Ashley and I had originally planned to have a third guest and kind of whatever. So we talked about golf in New York and uh, we talked about, uh, I can't remember what else we talked about. But anyway, I'm wearing my Augusta National Golf Club hat for the first time. I've never worn it. I took the sticker off. I threw it on my head. I took Snowball for a walk, and I was like, today is the day. It's the black one, and it just has the Augusta National Golf Club logo and then the and then the words above it that say Augusta National Golf Club. It's pretty nasty. Black with a red with a red flag, and then everything else is white. It's pretty nasty. Made by Augusta National. They make their own gear. American Needle, whatever that means. Um, not Chinese needle, if you know what I mean. They don't use that Chinese needle. I'm fine if they do. I don't know. I mean, the world is a big place. All right, we're getting sidetracked. But um, anyway, so we'll throw it to that live podcast in a minute. That was, uh, like I said, it was it was good. I mean, there's gonna it, the first ten minutes uh, weren't recorded, so you're gonna miss a bit. And um, you know that's fine. That's fine. It was a mistake, but you know, hey, mistakes happen, right? Snowball. What's up? You all right? I'm pretty sure Snowball has a German accent. He's like, I have not made the mistake in 17 years. That's not a, that's not a German accent. I will only make mistakes when I accidentally push you off the balcony, master, quote-unquote. I had this belief that he wants to kill me, actually. He sort of just looks down on it. Jeff and I pretty much confirmed that. We think his real name is Dr. Ice. You call me Snowball, but I go by a different name, Dr. Ice. <laughs> He's not looking at me. He's looking out the window. I got to get my reading glasses. Hold on. All right, I got the reading glasses. You'd never know, but now I can actually see what's going on. Right, Snowball? Snowball's like, you will always be blind as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, got a question here from C.L. McCormick. What up? Hey, huge fan of the show. Thank you, sir. And golf as a whole. We all thank you, sir. But I have to ask. A post on my timeline right before yours is about animal habitat loss due to human expansion. You seem like a guy that's pretty in tune with your surroundings. So what's your take on golf course uh, impact on nature? On one hand, it seems like it is preserving green space that would otherwise be reserved for houses or strip malls. But on the other hand, it's land that is many times forest. I'd love to hear your take. Yeah. Okay, I have a take on that. I got a hot take. Um, okay, uh, it's no secret that um, that pesticides and fertilizers are bad, bad for the environment. Um, I agree. I agree completely. Now that said, golfers going to golf. You know what I mean? Like people are going to keep making golf courses if it's a viable business. It kind of is like the postal service. Like I wish that was just run by a private company because then they would actually be good at their job. No offense if you work for the postal service. My mailman cannot seem to understand that my mail gets stolen, my packages. And I said every time, please just ring my doorbell. I'll come up and get it, you know, or like hide it over here. They never do it. And she's kind of a bitch about it, honestly. Um, one time she came and she was like, I need you to get this package out of the truck. And I was like, why? And she's like, because I can't walk. And I was like, huh, 
well, then I would think you actually can't do your job. So why are you doing it? I don't know. It's just like, this is crazy to me. Meanwhile, FedEx shows up with a smile and they're like, what up? Same with UPS. Why do I talk about that? Because, I mean, if golf courses are making money, then people are just going to keep playing them and there's really not much we can do about it. Um, that said, playing golf in Los Angeles, obviously it's filled with, you know, it's something like Palm Springs. They use the most water anywhere for the golf courses. And I mean, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. It's bad. It's disgusting. It's gross. Like they paint the grass green and they like use a bunch of harmful chemicals. And I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when I played Fairy Point, it's a Trump golf course. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but I am a huge fan of golf. And I just had to separate the two. Like I'm going to go play golf. This course is convenient. My hosts like it. They're going to let me bring my dog. Wow. Dr. Ice is allowed to come play golf with the men and the women, and we're just going to go play. I mean, so in some ways, like, I'm not an activist. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not terribly political. Like, I'm unfortunately in California, my vote counts point, uh, 0.25 of a vote in Wyoming. <clears throat> the Electoral College isn't going to be updated anytime soon, so fuck it, right? Like, what am I going to do? I mean, and golf too, like, you know, I mean, if you want, you can go, you can, you can go down the line and support, uh, courses that are more humane, I guess, for the earth. I don't see that. I don't see people actually doing that though, to be honest with you. Like, I just think that, you know, you're, you're going to go play where it's most convenient, where it's the cheapest, where it makes the most sense. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are bad for the world. You know, what's bad for the world is getting on a fucking airplane. That's really bad. You know, someone even said, like, I have a hard time believing Leonardo DiCaprio is an environmentalist when he flies on PJs all the time. Those are so bad for the environment. I don't know. I mean, you know, everything we do is bad. I have an electric car. Okay, that's what I do. I have an electric car. Um, I, uh, I, try, I recycle, which is a new thing. I never really recycle. I never believed that it actually worked. Um, I use uh, reusable dish towels in the kitchen. So I got those uh, towels from Ikea, and I use those as napkins and as towels. I don't use paper towels. Um, I wipe my ass with Snowball's fur. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that, right? Snowball's like, I would kill you. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like like golf, yeah, it, dude, it's not necessarily environmentally good. But that said, energetically, people having a good time in outdoor space, that's valuable. Um you know, it really depends on where you live because like in Scotland, they're obviously not uh, needing to do as much to create the grass that's necessary to play golf on. It's not, it's naturally wet. It's not going to burn the grass, right? So I don't know, move to Scotland, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Golf courses impact on nature. I mean, I think it's not so much golf courses impact on nature. It's more human impact on nature. Like we are making big decisions left, right, and center. And I mean, it's just, it sucks all around. So thanks for the question. Sorry, I can't answer it. Um, I got one more here. Eric, where you got? Okay. Good afternoon. I have a question for the podcast and I'd like your advice. You see, I've got this girlfriend and her name is golf. Oh, that's cute. We haven't been together long, but I'm really in love. I mean, she's the one. Tell me about it, kid. The thing is, I think I'm taking things too fast. She doesn't love me, and actually, she's kind of a bitch. She knows me. She shows me some love here or there, then turns around and slaps me in the fucking face. I mean, I've heard that, too. I feel that. I work so hard, but I don't feel like this relationship is going to work. I've asked my wife if she wanted to have a threesome with her, but she ain't about that. That is a tough ask. Good for you for asking, though. It's all good, though. Her boyfriend's name is Tennis. Uh, he's all right. Any, anyway, how do I maintain the love of this girlfriend when so early in this relationship I feel like I'm getting nothing from it? More simply, how do I maintain my love of golf when I feel like I've wasted so much time, money, and effort with nothing to show for it? Uh, is this just a phase that will eventually pass due to how quickly and how hard I've fallen in love with golf. Thank you for any advice. Your podcast, podcast, video content, overall attitude is awesome. And enjoy my girlfriend. Hey, yo, I would love to fuck your girlfriend, to be totally honest with you. Uh, she's, you know, you might say you're getting nothing back, but right in there, like you've, 
you've actually have gotten something back. Kiddo, um, sometimes you fuck golf, sometimes it fucks you. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, golf is one of those things where it, I don't really drink wine. I never really have. I don't, I don't know if I ever have had wine. But from what I'm told, wine gets better with age. So it's one of those things where I don't know how long you've been playing. You, Mr. Complicated Relationship Guy. Uh, you know, you just, you you find golf doles out what you need, whether or not you know you need it. And whether that's a lesson on uh, anger, frustration, impatience, hubris, um, friends, travel, um, family. It will provide all of those things if you give it the time. Now, golf is one of those wonderful things like a hourglass that you cannot take it at any time other than what it's giving you. So what that kind of means to me is you just merely have to show up. You don't really get to uh, write the syllabus for the day. You can try. You can show up and say, well, I want to work on my cut or I want to work on this or I want to work on that. I don't know. I mean, if, if you're not getting what you need out of golf, that's on you, really. That's that's on your level of openness and interest. I mean, um, golf itself is not dying. People say it is. No, no, no. Golf is fine. Golf, golfers, golf courses, the planet Earth, the gravity, the flight of the ball, the physics, the joy, the, 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 the anger, the depression, the anxiety, the excitement, none of those things are dying. Those are all fine. They're alive and well in millions of people around the world. What's not doing well is the business of golf. And so fuck the business of golf. You know what I mean? That said, buy Adidas shoes. Definitely go buy some vice balls. And while you're at it, get some rain sunglasses and um, butcher box while you're at it. Fuck it. All in the link below. But God, I was a joke. It was a real joke. But seriously, golf itself is fine. And if you're going to say that you're not getting what you need, well, my friend, I feel bad for you because that's on you. You you have to find that out. And, you know, so Morgan Hoffman's podcast isn't out yet, but when it comes out, you'll hear him describe one of the things he learned in Tibet. I'm sorry, Nepal, uh, from this meditation teacher he's working with doing these muscular dystrophy um, rehab, um, you know, um, herbs, Ayurvedic treatments. And one of the things the meditation teacher said to him was, you might go through life thinking that you don't have responsibility for things that you didn't do. But if you look at the word responsibility, do you have the ability to respond to something that you didn't do? So for example, you walk up to a green and there's a ball mark. Oh, I didn't make that ball mark. Well, are you responsible for that ball mark? No, I'm not. I didn't make it. My ball mark's over here. Right, but are you able to respond to that ball mark? Yeah, I can go fix that ball mark because it's better for all of us if I fix three instead of one. And so just in that same way, like golf, you literally, you are you responsible for having a good time? Absolutely. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's a bummer your girlfriend doesn't want to play with you because she plays tennis. But hey, tennis is a great game too. So, you know, you, 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 it's on us to take lessons. It's on us to read the books about the mental side of golf. Zen golf is a great place to start. You know, it's on us to um, accept whatever mystery is going to be uh, provided to us by the day's round of golf or whatever that is. If you're going out there just for score, poof, man, I feel for you because you are going to be not a happy camper because, you know, you're not going to have your best round every day. You're just, yeah. So, you know, I mean... That's that's just sort of the thing. That's the thing, right? You've got to, you, it's on you. That's all I got to say. All right, one second. All right, so um, thanks for the questions. Keep them coming. I will, I'll answer any fucking question you got, man. Um, we, the next podcast that's coming out will be in the air going to scotland man i can't fucking wait listen callaway gave me these clubs and i can't hit them so i'm gonna give them away uh check out my instagram i'm gonna post a little thing look we've done all types of giveaways like i've tried to do i honestly i've tried to do the giveaways like in a creative way not like um just some you know uh like you know brand that's like follow this follow that tag this give us your soul and we'll give you 
a free grip tap. Grip, grip tape? Grip wrap. Grip wrap. Who wants a grip wrap, everybody? Tag 5,000 people and follow 8,000 accounts, and we'll give you two free grip wraps. No, anyway, I got these clubs like from Callaway, and I'm like, I can't, I, I, um, I can't hit the driving iron, to be totally honest with you. And then I got a driver that I can't hit either. And I called him, I called my boy Chad, and I was like, look, Chad, do you want me to send these back? Because I got nothing. I like my Epic driver. It's pretty fucking good. Um, by the way, I'm not, like, getting paid to say this. Like, be totally real with you. Callaway's just, a, they're chill. They're nice. Chad's a good guy. Look, companies uh, are made up of people, all right? That's no secret. We all know people. And they run companies. And, um, you know, they make decisions. And Chad's a good guy. He gave me some clubs. And like I said, I said, do you want me to send it back? He said, nah, just give them away. And I was like, that's fucking nice of you, man. Because people need clubs to play golf. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just did a little basic this time. Just to get the most amount of people involved. Just tag a fucking friend. I don't care who it is. Just don't tag me. That's kind of lame. And um, then we're going to give away these clubs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce it when I get to Scotland. And Max over here in Los Angeles is going to send these clubs away. I think we'll figure out the details. But check that out. And um, what else? Uh, I don't have anything else. If you have any thoughts on the vlog, how that could work, any any references, uh, send along a link, would ya? That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. Because the truth is, inspiration can come from anywhere. Even when my dog takes two shits. Because he takes two shits on every walk. It's a thing. He pees like a girl and he shits twice. Guys, facts about Snowball you didn't know. I'm going to go make some cookies and um, I'm going to get ready for a big day and getting back to work. Enjoy the True Spec podcast. <clears throat> if you have any ideas on how to do a live podcast, better let me know. Um, in hindsight, I would have said a little more planning would have been good. We're mostly winging it. So if it's boring to you, I apologize. If it's great, thank you for all the... Thank you. Thank you for the credit. I'll take all of it. Um, I can't believe we're going to scotland i'm a little i'm a little i don't even know what i am i'm just like i don't know it's gonna be crazy we're gonna just it's gonna be fucking exhausting that's for damn certain um all right thanks for listening have a great week and um oh i had a good saying oh yeah yeah enjoy your next round wherever that may be play up all right have a good have a good Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. I can't use the mic. Don't let it. He's hammered. Don't let him touch the mic. <laughs> that water, it's not water. Raj is at every golf event. Anyway. I'm, in Raj, New York. He's in Superman. China. He go, he'll go to China for a golf event. <laughs> no, but does anyone have any questions to help us have this conversation, a discussion, anybody? Yeah, go, please. Wait, just, wait. Let's toss Jeff, him the mic. Jeff, would you mind giving him the mic? Yeah, but get on your knees. Just like... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, but in like a good way. That's how they talk. Okay. Waiting on a third mic here. We're going to fill the air with nothing. Scrumgy lesson. Oh, wait, here we I go. would like to know that too. Jeff, where does the. Uh, take the mic back, Jeff. You got a question to answer. <laughs> where does Scrumgy lesson come from? Is this on? Okay. <laughs> so, for people that don't know, um, it comes from a Saturday Night Live. Does anybody know? It's Scrumgy lesson. Someone in the back knows. Yeah, Doug Emma knows. Yeah, he knows. Uh, it comes from a Saturday Night Live skit uh, with Will Ferrell, who is playing James Lipton. And if you don't know James Lipton, he's the Inside the Actor Studio host. And so he is interviewing Charles Nelson Reilly, who is played <laughs> by Alec Baldwin. And so he's kind of gushing over Charles Nelson Reilly, and it's really funny. And he tries to make up a word to describe his awesomeness. And he makes up the word scrum true lesson. Because there's no word currently. Because there's no word currently uh, available to describe his incredible. I feel the same way about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about changing it to scrum trilicious. 
Really? <laughs> no, I'm not. Why the pivot? Oh, okay. No, you wanted to change it to your name, and I was like, no. Yeah, That's no, lame. No, yeah. Scrum's your lesson. Was that, yeah. a, was that a fight, or was that just like... It was that a huge was, fight in the house. About as big as we get, yeah. yeah. We have big news tonight, everybody. My uh, co-host over here, Ashley, is going to start something new, which oh. I, I, I haven't even been doing that long, but I've found a lot of joy in doing. You're going to start a podcast. Yeah. You're going to start a podcast! <laughs> What's it going to be called, and when's it going to launch? Commit! Eric has been on my case. <laughs> no, and it's been really cool to hear you say how much meaning you've found in your podcast. Does anyone... Do you guys listen to Eric's podcast? Everyone raise your hands. Thank you. Yeah. Even if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find it like a huge breath of fresh air in the golf industry. A lot of other podcasts focus on pre-games, you know, post-games, just PJ Tour analysis. And Eric is just all about like what he's doing, which is always really cool and interesting. Um, and so, yeah, you've been telling me how much meaning you've found in it. And our episode that we did together is, you know, just really kind of resonated with people just based on analytics. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> they keep telling me you should start a podcast. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you tipped me over the edge. And yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to start one. It's going to be a lot, you know, very similar. But I, I think in more of a less stream of consciousness, <laughs> which... <laughs> See you guys later. I'm out. <laughs> no, but that's why we love yours. Right. But okay, I'm, not, I'm not brilliant enough to just be like, Bleh. Trust me, it doesn't take a lot of work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's coming soon. So don't we don't know when? She's, I, I'm putting her on the spot now. Well, Jeff is going to be talking with me. Because we experience, <laughs> we do a lot of our experiences together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, like a sidekick when she doesn't have a guest. Yes. Basically just to make her laugh. You're like a co-guest. Why don't we go yeah. next week? And we're going to do it in our, uh, in our closet. But there. actually, yes, because that's the room that has most stuff in it, so it's least uh, echoey. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Are so, you going to yeah. do lights on or lights off? Probably off. lights on. Off. Off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's, it'll what are you be going to call it? You, you have a name, right? I think so. Oh, come on. Jeff, she has a name. The Mayo Pop. I like it. <laughs> Everybody likes the name, right? <laughs> Elvis really is a fan. No, I'm really excited because, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be great, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going you're gonna to just like... The, the long form is something that you're told you can't do. Everyone just... Bye. Sorry it was an awful night. Sorry about that. <laughs> Please don't unfollow both of us. Uh, I'm kidding. It's okay. Whatever. Um, you know, the, everyone tells you you can't do long form. Yeah. You know, in all my work, I, when, I, when Scratch was like, oh, we want you to do a show. We, we want it to be 12 minutes. And then next day they were like nine minutes. And the next day they were like six minutes. And I was like, you can't fit anything into that amount of time. Yeah. And the podcast for me was something, I guess, we, it started off with like Champions Dinner. And I don't know if anyone saw those episodes. It was basically... Uh, I would take a champion store player and put a jacket on them and we would talk about their great career and we shot it like really beautifully but it was cut to like four minutes and yeah. meanwhile we had had a 40 minute discussion and I don't know why it took me so long to think that a podcast would be a good place for those conversations but um, that's been the real joy for me is you can actually have time to see what comes up you know yeah. so I'm looking forward do you have any ideas of the guests you're going to have yeah people who I find I would interesting love to. I'd yes. love to <laughs> I think it's a great idea Thank no, you. people who I find interesting in the golf industry. So, you know, these people behind smaller brands like Stitch and Seamus, obviously. You, obviously. Yeah, I, you, you know, might I'll talk be to my a repeat. Agent. You might be a repeat. Um, and, you know, even, even some of these guys behind TruSpec, uh, people who I just find are throwing their passion for golf into the industry and really making it better. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's important. Yeah. Because you've devoted a large part of your life to it. And I think, I mean, I don't know, that's interesting. Um, does anyone have any questions? Anyone? No, no, nothing? Come on. Make up a question. Favorite episode of Adventures in Golf? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, the Lost Course is obviously an easy answer because it was a real, a lot of the, a lot of the episodes we kind of um, go to places that I'm like, I would never go here. You can't steal any shoes, Andrew. That's totally, where'd the cop go? Andrew uh, Kipper? 
just stole a pair of foot joys. What the fuck? He's got a job. Why did he? Uh, it's weird. <laughs> Andrew's a member at Wilshire. Everyone hit him up if you want to play in L.A. His AD member Kipper. number is? A-D-K-I-P-P-E-R. <laughs> tell, him, tell him I sent you. Um, no, but, but in a way, the most transformative was, unfortunately, the naked one. Like, that was the one where I was like, what is going Did on? Did you watch that one? I haven't, no. He played, he played golf naked. It's frightening. A lot of people go there first, which I thought was weird. Yeah, yeah it's the first choice. I don't know. Not, not mine. <laughs> Anyone else? That's it? I... So, well, Zoe, that's a loaded question. Zoe, I work with Zoe, and she's involved in the wonderful scratch products that we make and love. And um, I, I had a hole-in-one before that episode. Did you know that? Now, see, this, this is bad, because it, it's basically proving, uh, you know, false journalism, fake news. So I, I had a hole-in-one, and we decided to say that I didn't. And the whole time I was talking, I had a hard time because I was lying to everybody. But, oh, no. Yeah, I had a hole-in-one at Rustic Canyon. It was 200 yards. I had an awful shot. Rustic Canyon. Gem. Rustic, gem. Gil Hans. Total gem in the L.A. area. <clears throat> Top yeah. 100 in America. Uh, Andrew, you should play there next time you're in L.A. Uh, and, and it was one of those things where I, I checked the hole like 40 minutes later. I was convinced it was in the bushes and, yeah. But then I heard a story about, uh, I think it, I don't remember what tour player it was. Uh, someone hit up on him. He was playing at a public course in Florida. And he pulled the ball from off the green and put it in the cup. What? And the guy behind, he heard him shriek like 15 minutes later. And the guy thinks he has a hole-in-one. And he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name of the player. Like, it wasn't Smiley Coffin. And no Coffin. one told him. Um, nobody told him. Yeah, no, I mean, no. the joke's on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyone else? Any other pranks that you want to see happen? I'm into that. Ideas for adventures in golf. Places you like to play golf. Comments on how... Uh, disorganized this podcast has been. It's <laughs> going for it. Thank you. Do you like golf in uh, the L.A. area or New York area better? Uh, I definitely like it in New York better. New York, I feel like there are more options, weirdly. You would think L.A. with all the weather and the land. But no, New York has better options. So one of my favorite quotes about L.A. is from a movie Born. called L.A. Story. Steve Martin wrote it. And he's going, he's taking a, an English woman on a drive through Beverly Hills. And he's like, they're driving by all these houses. And he goes, some of these houses are over 15 years old. And <laughs> if you've been to L.A., it's funny because everything's brand new. But even, even the course I play regularly is 1919, but it doesn't feel that old. Like it, like it just, you, you put golf in a desert and you just feel like you're being lied to. Yeah. Um, so, like the hole-in-one. I don't know. I don't, I like, I like golf when it's just like wet and cloudy. Feels natural. Yeah. Where it feels like it belongs. What's your favorite golf destination, Cabot Links? Cabot what? Favorite golf, golf destination? destination? Is it, no, it's Bandon. Bandon. Yeah. Bandon has four very different golf courses, plus a par three course, 13 holes. Have you, ha, raise your hands if you've been to Bandon. It's uh, a pretty good number. Pretty yes. good number. Yeah. Next meetup at Bandon. Thumbs up. Thumbs maybe? up. <laughs> a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I'd like to do, though. Is that something everybody would be... I feel like that'd be kind of fun, right? Just get a tour bus and drive for five days and end up... <laughs> <laughs> well, our, my friend Patrick Koenig is doing that. Yeah. Do you guys follow PJ Koenig? Yeah. He's in an RV just driving around the country. Yeah. Playing golf. Legally. He's trying to break the record for the most number of golf courses played in one year. Really? I didn't realize there was a record at stake. Yeah. yeah I think his goal is 420. That's sometimes twice in a day. In one year. Different golf courses. Huh. It's insane. He's All a crazy 18s? person. What's that? All 18s? All 18s. Is it a Guinness Book record? No. Huh. It's just an arbitrary record that he found. <laughs> I see. He doesn't even know if it's official, but it, it's giving him meaning and, you know. What's the record to beat? Like 410? 410. Or something like that. I, I'm lot. making that up, but it's around there. That's an incredible amount of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Caning. I don't know if I could. Raise your hands if you would want to do that. I feel like that would be a lot it's of a golf. Lot. Yeah. We saw him. He's lost so much weight. He looks <laughs> depleted. Way to go, Patrick. But... But he, he's, he's fantastic. And he looks very happy, but he's just skinny. Yeah. All that golf. Yeah, it takes yeah. a lot out of you. Yeah. Um, any other discussion topics? We got one? <laughs> well, we can repeat the question. Whoa. 
Daniel. It's working. What's up, Daniel? All right, Eric, have you ever had a moment filming something and lost the footage and it was a great moment oh. that you wished we could have all seen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've uh, deleted those memories, though, too, actually. So, you know, uh, no, it happened on a job once, actually. I've, I filmed this whole thing on the, yeah, I mean, not, not really, um, you know what actually happened was, is we went to northern India in the first season to lay, and, I mean, we didn't have any cameras. All we had was, like, an iPhone, a drone, and a GoPro, and the GoPro broke. So we now, I don't know, when does a GoPro break? Those things are made out of, like, you know, cutlery. And, um, I don't know, just whatever. I, it's, uh, sorry, I don't have a great answer to that. Anyone else? Jeff? Jeff's got a question. I have a question. When is it going to be over? Soon. Yes. <laughs> um, mostly for Ashley, but may, I'm, I'm not sure, Eric, if you ever played competitive golf. Yes, no? Have you played, you played in your member your well, no, like club high championship? Well, no, like school or college. Or Have you played competitive golf? Oh. That's not the question. The question is, I find that a lot of competitive golfers have a hard time transitioning into recreational golf. They take it too seriously. They just have a hard time finding the joy in golf because they've had their head down their whole life and just trying to put the ball in the hole. So I'm wondering, you know, what's the, the characteristic or the transition from being a competitive golfer, like Ashley, she played at college golf at UVA, um, into really enjoying the experience of golf again? Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's for you. Well, yeah, for me, I mean, I started working in the golf industry. So I went from playing golf and caring about a score at UVA to playing golf and actually talking to people and, you know, uh, building relationships on the course just for work reasons. So I think that transition was pretty easy for me because you quickly understand that people care about how you behave on a golf course and, you know, how interactive you are much more than they care about the score that you're posting when you're not playing competitively. Um, and no so I certainly cared score. about that more. Yeah, no one cares about your score no. at all. They, they, they walk away from that round remembering if you were awesome or not. <laughs> or like if you were interactive and friendly and not like a total, is this P, yeah, like yeah. you know, whatever. Not always awesome. Not always awesome. Yeah, it happens. Um, so yeah, that, that transition was very quick for me. If anything, I looped in the total opposite direction, and I have a hard time keeping score these days. Um, I told myself, you know, I am, because I started getting call, called out. People are calling me out for not updating my gin. Yeah. Oh, and, like, No, like on Instagram. You don't put scores in. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you post scores? And I'm like, because well, I don't keep score. And they don't accept that as an answer. So now I have to force myself to keep score, which is kind of weird. Do you, but I mean, I guess it's interesting because why does a handicap matter if you're never going to gamble? Does, does how many people here have a handicap? I'm curious. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, except yeah. Zoe. Yeah, people get angry that I don't post scores. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I think they just use that as a barometer mm. of someone. How good are you? Even though I don't know these people who are Pl getting angry. Plus but, 10. Yeah. I'm a plus 10 all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Playing really good these days. I don't know. Um, but do you ever then decide to uh, intentionally care? Like, like really care? Like, do you ever can play competitive golf now, or are you just done? Yeah, sometimes we'll play. Yeah. Jeff and I. Against each other? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Rarely. 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 It's mostly for when we know we're going to go out to dinner with other people. And the bet is... Whoever loses has to serve the winner drinks the entire night in a very ornate fashion. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> like bend down on one knee. Drink, and, sir. Yeah, here you go, sir. Here's your drink, sir. And I like, love it. Yeah. Uh, we have a question from Instagram. Whoa. Whoa. Instagram's on right now. A Kelly from Instagram wants to, or yeah, uh, wants to know what is Ashley's handicap. I feel like she's ha. a really good player, you see? but you can't tell from her Instagram. Yeah. Let's People want to know want to my handicap. I don't understand this fascination. Just say you're a my plus 10. My handicap you're a plus is... plus 10. No, it's not a plus 10, Eric. <laughs> it's like a 3.8. Damn. No. Who's better than a 3.8 in the room? That's what I thought. Shit. What, what are you? What are you, Jeff? I'm a 3.7. Should we do a handicap count off? <laughs> 3.7. 
I think it's, I think mine is 3.8. Right. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Okay, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Phil joining Twitter um, and the Ooh, social media? Side Phil of joining Twitter. Um, I was actually just saying last night, someone was like, he, wa he, wants to, he wanted to start an Instagram account. And he's like, who should I follow? I want to follow Tiger. I want to follow Phil. I was like, no, you're not going to follow Phil because he's never going to be on any social media. And then today, he joined Twitter. I think he did it just for the Tiger Phil match in Vegas. Yeah. And, and there's no way that's actually him. <laughs> but it's really, it's really cool. I feel like t Phil is having a moment with the dancing and the Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a huge Phil fan. Um, but no, no. I don't, is this being recorded? <laughs> Eddie, cut. Um, no, I mean, I think it's great that he joined Twitter. Is that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to get real about that. I just saw it and I was like, why? What do you have to say? He, I mean, Are you going to talk about hitting a moving ball? By the way, did that bother you? If, did him hitting the moving ball bother? If you bothered, you raise your hand. Minority. Okay, interesting. I'm with the majority on that one. Sorry. If it, bo it bothered you. It didn't you. bother me. It did not bother no, you? No, it didn't bother me. It bothered yeah. me. I feel like if you're playing golf on that stage and you have that visibility, act like a professional. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, for a guy like Phil, I feel like you join Twitter. It's just... It's just I feel like, okay, so business. he joined Twitter for maybe a lame reason, which is to promote his Phil Tiger event, but we might get some gems out of it. So That's true. there's no harm in that. That's true. I like it. Here's to hoping for some gems. Yeah. 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 A follow-up from that was, who are you picking for the Tiger-Phil matchup, and why? Both. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't pick Phil. No. You, who's picking Phil? Get out. Get out. <laughs> Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, Tiger, come on. Because Tiger's yeah. now the underdog. Am I right? Yeah. I mean. Oh, man. He's, what? Yeah, I mean, now not, the question Not is, for the last, like, four months. Does anyone know the format? Is it stroke play or is it match play? One round? Really informed crowd. All fall. <laughs> We're getting it's got to be match play. Anyway. You think so? It must be. It has, has to, to be. be match play? Yeah. Oh, we got a naysayer. Yeah. Yeah, so did you hear that? We're, we're thinking maybe not match play because if uh, Tiger wins 9-8, and eight, which has happened before, what's his name? Ames? <laughs> Steven Ames. Ames got done. Yeah, don't talk <laughs> shit, Phil. Don't talk shit about Tiger the Ames night before the match. <laughs> maybe Phil is just going to dig his own grave on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, chances that Phil will wear red. No. Oh, that'd that would be amazing. Be, that would red be and black. Nuts. <laughs> if Phil wore red, I would immediately support it. I couldn't it. believe Patrick Reed did that at the Valspar. That's true. That's true. I mean, but he had been doing that too on his own, no? Yeah, not, but when, but not, Tiger was never a factor. Now Patrick Reed is wearing Nike for the first time this year. And Tiger's contending on Sunday, yeah. and he shows up on the, uh, to the first team, red and black. It's that's complicated. That, that took, but he's, he's that kind of person. You know, he has the confidence. Raj said it's been done before. Rocco Mediate. Yeah, Rocco, Rocco wore red at the U.S. Open, right? Yeah, that was a big move. All day he wore it. All Monday. Um, yeah. I'm what glad else? Patrick Reed exists, though. We need a little... I like Patrick Reed. He picked me up in a golf cart once, and he's my best friend, so... Yeah. Anyway... You can talk shit about him all you want, but I like him. Maybe we should wrap up. You want to wrap up? <laughs> Any other questions? Two more. We're going to... Oh, good question, Ashley. Where you go? Oh. If you had a week at Bandon, other than playing all the courses, what would you experience? Yeah. At Bandon? Well, so we're going to Bandon in a couple weeks with AJ. <laughs> and so we're flying into Portland and then driving down to Bandon. We're actually gonna drive up to Portland to fly out and we're uh, playing a par three course there in Edgefield called Edgefield. One of the greatest places on earth. Exactly, so I feel like that's a cool way to flesh out abandoned trip is to use Portland also as a place to play and, and Portland is home to a lot of gems. So Edgefield, I'd never heard of. AJ raves about it, can't wait to check it out. But I feel like at Bandon itself, you gotta try to find the labyrinth 
The labyrinth is in a secret place. If you know where it is, you can't tell anyone. Yeah. Definitely go to the labyrinth. <laughs> uh, and then the sheep, the sheep ranch, right? They're going to shut that down, I heard. Any comments on the sheep ranch? Anyone know more than me? So personally, I've never even been to the Sheep Ranch. Everyone says, you got to go, you got to try it out, because the four courses at Bandon and, you know, the preserve won't sustain a five-day trip. And I'm like, actually, they do. Mm. You know, it's, it's really hard for me to tear away from Bandon. Yeah. I could play those courses on repeat. Um, so, yeah, we're going to play Edgefield this, this time around. I've never been to the Sheep Ranch. I have heard good things. It's kind of a crazy concept where there are no boxes per hole like there's no routing you kind of create your own routing so you can go from one tee box to a totally different green and then decide that you're going to play from that tee box adjacent to another green but the group behind you is playing somewhere else anyway it's terrifying it sounds like a shit show it's terrifying but um when i went it we sounds did, cool did you go to coos bay no it's the town like i want to say 20 minutes south yeah and there's like uh, a good crab place where you can get crab legs. And the town, uh, for the most part, sucks. But uh, did you, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, but it's cool if you just want to get out. And then, but what's cool is all the caddies hang out in that town. And so you can kind of chill and do some stuff, but it feels a little touristy. And then the thing I did that wasn't golf related that was my favorite was if you go like slightly north of the property, there's a road that goes down to the beach. And if you have a four-wheel drive vehicle, you can drive Ooh. on the beach in an incredibly reckless manner, and you will endanger no one but yourself. You did that? Yeah. Oh. It was great. I did it with Chupka. Ah. Yeah, it was great. And um, it's just beautiful because you really see how huge the cliffs are and the water. You're right there. And, I mean, it's a special spot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But the drive from Portland's intense. That's five hours. That's how we do it, though. That's how we roll. Nice. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, Jeff is going to be the driver. The driver. <laughs> and I feel like when you fly into North Bend, you could miss the flight because of fog. Like, it's such a small airport that things go wrong. It's funny you say that. And flying into Portland, big airport, you have fate, actually. Well, maybe you don't, depending on what your thoughts are about driving 80 miles an hour on a road. But, you know, you have more in control. And you can just drive down. And if you're doing it with your crew, it's a fun time. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Dai, you're going to go to Bandon one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> North Bend is, the one, is one of the few airports that I missed a flight because they, exactly. they were dicks about it. Yeah. And then they lose anyone bags. Else? They're smaller airports, so you get some troubles. Any, anyone work at North Bend Airport? I'm going to talk to you. Uh, is that it? We're going to wrap it up. Any comments? Uh, let's do five-star rating. Uh, one star? Two stars? <laughs> All right, five stars. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. It's great. All right, let's stop doing this. Put the music back on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.